I really loved this conversation with Steve. I find him so inspiring and interesting, fascinating to listen to the work that they're doing um, in Scarborough. And I really um, enjoyed kind of hearing about how much they have valued finding their voice and place in the local youth work scene. I think that's a really interesting kind of point. And one of the things that I'm really keen to do with this podcast is to help amplify voices who I think we can all learn from, be inspired by, and also make connections with. Aiding connections between people and organisations has been a real passion of mine for a long time. I just love also how consistent Steve and Sidewalk are about putting young people first, about amplifying and projecting the voices of young people, both metaphorically and literally. It's really great to hear about young people being given the chance to engage with youth work provision when that's something they might never have gone near. And it's so good to hear that the Projection Project is helping to make connections between neighbourhoods who have never really had much to do with each other. Again, it's that theme of connection. It chimes well with the conversations I've been part of recently about young people and loneliness. When asked what's the opposite of loneliness, the answer that came out was connectedness, which is more than just being surrounded by people and also more than just having lots of friends or family. Connections with other people are essential to our well-being, and I think this conversation with Steve really illustrates that well. I'll just remind you that my book is available in Kindle and print format from my website, and also that I offer mentoring to youth workers, whatever context you are in. If this is something you're interested in, get in touch. I'll put contact details in the show notes, but the main way to contact me is by email, and this is a different one to the usual one. So this email is hello at jennyosborne.org. And finally, I use the Anchor.fm app to record and publish the Jenny Talks podcast. It's so easy to do, and I'd recommend it highly if you're interested in getting into podcasting. Thanks for listening. Until next time. As a small youth work charity uh, in a big neighbourhood um, or a big area, um, we've often felt like little old us, um, okay. just, just ticking along and doing our thing a bit differently. We, sort of, we don't sort of work within the same sorts of mm. outcome structures and all those sorts of things that mm. I mean we haven't necessarily been taken seriously um, mm. by, by other partner agencies in the same way um, mm. or at least that that was the, the, the feeling that we had mm-hmm. um, whereas now because there is so little out there and the need is so great there's there's so much sort of yeah. work to be done um, all of a sudden, there, there is a, a much greater interest in the small charities and, and the, the voluntary sector and, and um, these grassroots community organisations. Mm. And I, I, I hope and suspect um, that, that others are, are sort of finding their voice in that and recognising mm. um, their value. And mm. we've certainly felt like, oh, no, actually, we, we do offer something unique, something valuable mm. and, and mm. something that is sort of recognised now and, and needed. Mm. Um and sort of holding on to those values um, mm. as we're connecting with other organisations has been a bit of an anxious process because we're having to say, well, this is this is how we do it and that's how yeah. we're going to do it and sort of, sort of agreeing those sorts of terms of, of what and how we do things that are mm. a bit different. Mm. Um, but actually, on, on the whole, that's been sort of well negotiated and understood between mm. parties. And, um, yeah, so it's, it's been a really good learning journey in that sense. Um, Brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's great. I think that's yeah, it's important, isn't it? And and if there's been a really positive thing, therefore, of the last year, and um, and I think that kind of collaborative working, 
um, hopefully has come out for for other people too. In that you know we all have a we all have a role to play. We all have have a voice in the youth work field, and that um, it's just a question of kind of finding our niche and and sort of owning our niche, I guess, in a way mm. too, being being able to hold that boundary. So that's great. So one of the big kind of or one of the points that I've had a real um, response to from the book is um, the phrase, your phrase, wilderness profits in relation to young people. Um, and I just wondered whether you could give us your sort of explanation really around that. I know that you've you've written about it, haven't you, as well, in the growth book, your growth booklet that you wrote, um, which I will make sure that people know where to get hold of if they would like to find out a bit more about the detached work that you guys do and your sort of theology behind it. But can you just talk to us a little bit about that, about that phrase? Yeah, sure. So I think it comes from a sense that a lot of um, youth work and, and um, work done with young people um, tends to take as its sort of starting point that young people are uh, either um, needy or they are uh, causing problems in the community, um, that, that perhaps they need to um, have access to some support to divert them from that sort of thing. Mm. Um, and I think that's something we've always felt really uncomfortable with mm. um, in recognising how young people uh, bring a lot to the table, um, yeah. not just in terms of um, their energies and skills and uh, creativity, but mm. actually in that very place of challenge and difficulty. Uh, we see that young people in their sort of behaviours and responses to feeling marginalisation uh, are often highlighting uh, issues that are wider than themselves. Yeah. Yeah. So, so trying to sort of uh, address behaviours with young people is kind of uh, addressing a symptom of a, a wider structural problem. So we, we sort of sense that young people are quite proactively uh, responding to community issues. Um, and, and I suppose our work is, is to engage and get alongside that uh, and explore ways to effectively um, use their voices mm. um, and, and their insights to to engage sort of critically and constructively mm. with the community. Mm. Mm. I think it's a really, I, I, as you and I have spoken about this before, I found myself feeling kind of very uh, energised by that idea and, and, and really excited to hear that kind of point of view um, because it's not something particularly that I hear um, in other places, particularly perhaps around the youth ministry world. Um, and so, you know, this uh, and that that phrase, I was thinking about this this morning and I thought um, the idea that it's a real phrase to hang a, hang a person's hat on, I think, isn't it? Or to, to kind of make a connection with somebody else where they make that a, a connection with that phrase. I kind of think if you can connect with that phrase wilderness prophets then you're my people I like that you know it's a kind of um there's an immediate recognition of a certain uh point of view there I think that's very um kind of pro young people and, and very much uh thinking about um young people as you say not as somebody we need to reach out to and fix or um you know kind of pull them over to our side of the fence or, or any of that but actually um as those who've got really important voices um in their own right and I, I love that I, I think that's a really valuable um point of view um 
And so tell us then about your kind of the work. You've got detached work, haven't you? And particularly um, we spoke about the projection project uh, for the book. Can you give us a bit more sort of um, fill in a bit about what Sidewalk Scarborough do and kind of how that's been during COVID, I guess? Mm, yeah, sure. Um, about maybe, I don't know, six to eight months ago, we started um, using a projector when we went out on detached. We'd sort of bought some kit um, following on from uh, a cancelled event because of COVID. Uh, we asked if we could reallocate some of that funding towards getting some equipment that would allow us to do something alternative to a big uh, gathering, uh, which was going to be a skate festival. Um, so something that we talked about in the past with the, the community at the skate park was to project movies onto the concrete um, and have sort of evening sessions where there'd, there'd be some sort of interactive media um, going on uh, while people skated. So we, we got a projector and we sort of um, bought, bought like battery packs and um, portable speakers and that sort of thing. Mm. Uh, and we started sort of projecting videos and things like that. Uh, and as sort of uh, time went on, we, we sort of thought, how, how else might we be able to um, make use of uh, the projection equipment in terms of our aims and uh, values? Mm. Uh, and I think the driver was how, how, how do young people use it um, to, to, to their own ends, really, and, and mm. in a way that's going to sort of, um, yeah, make sense to them and be, be of value. Mm. Uh, rather than again sort of packaging up a, a product or an event and, and delivering mm. it um, with young people um, how do they take the reins of it and, and run with it in some way um, so we began to sort of speak with young people and um, pick up on some of the phrases um, uh, some, some of the sort of consistent threads in, in what we were picking up on mm. uh, and then we'd ask them if we could um, use those words and phrases and ideas uh, and project them up around the town um, to, to sort of raise um, and highlight uh, young perspectives in a in a town, uh, Scarborough, mm -hmm. that uh, tends to be sort of fairly focused around the older generation. Mm. Um, and there is a lack of resourcing uh, for young people and, and it's certainly a lack of voice and sort of uh, participation and opportunities mm. for young people to contribute. Uh, so we started to project these quotes um, up and around the area. Um, and yeah, it started, um, it did kind of two things among the young people. It was, um, I think, quite encouraging for them to, mm. to see um, the, sort of their viewpoints uh, being shared uh, sort of explicitly in mm. the community in a mm. way that perhaps they hadn't been before. Mm. Um, so you had those young people who had said things that they'd, they'd see what they'd said up and about, but other young people would then want to share stuff that they'd want to say, and, mm. and that could be projected up. And then from the sort of wider community, um, sort of other passers-by, community members um, would, would comment and stop and chat with us and the young people we were with and um, share encouragements and ask more questions and, and want to explore those issues and, and, and recognise and highlight that they totally agreed um, that, that often young people are, are still seen and not heard. Um, yeah. And why is that? Mm -hmm. So it started to sort of, yeah, just generate community conversations, which was a, a really nice um, sort of outcome with it, really. 
Mm. We also started trying to um, sort of um, splice between young people's um, quotes and comments, um, kind of um, links to other services um, and, and youth support services and things, mm. um, so that young people could could see that as well and, and sort of make use of that. Um, mm. But we we kind of found that um, they weren't particularly interested in that stuff. Um, mm. You know, if they wanted that um, sort of thing, they, they could sort of go and find it and, and get mm. to it. Mm. Um, but actually, it, what they wanted to see and what, what really sort of um, gave them a sense of life in the, pro- in the project mm. was seeing what they were sharing with each other. Mm. Um, and I think that really sort of highlighted that idea of it being not a product that we present to and with young people, mm. but mm. A, a young young people curated sort of um, piece of public art that... Um, yeah, was was by them for them um, and also mm. for the community. So that that was quite exciting, and we had sort of um, conversations with the council about the council wanting to use the projection system to communicate messages mm. Mm. Um, to those young people, mm. because often it's it's those young people that we would be connecting with in street-based youth work mm. that the council don't have the ability or the resources to connect with and, and listen to and they, they want to but they just don't have that kind of resource in mm. um but yeah we, we've had to be very careful not to um uh, as we've developed the project not to use the projection to communicate to young people and really sort of um put a boundary around it and say no this is young people's voices to the community um, yeah. and the conversation can develop from there um but where else do young people get to speak first yeah yeah, and isn't that a really interesting thing that young people are interested in what in hearing from each other, and interested in in kind of um, I guess yeah uh, that that extension that projection literally that projection of um, a voice from within their community rather than kind of um, yeah being done to and having that that you know the kind of traditional more traditional messages just beamed across from from someone else to them um i think that's a really it's really interesting comment that that it, it didn't really work when you when you tried it and then the council have you've been able to say no we're not doing that with the council i think that's really interesting um so some of the so you um sidewalk do detached work kind of in the skate with the skater community don't you in in scarborough um what else what else do you do as a as an organization um well, we've been, I mean, the, the detached work happens all, all around the town. So mm. um, there's certainly a fair bit of work with the skate community, um, but also in, in other, other neighbourhoods um, sure. in the mm. town. Um, and, and actually another point about the projection is it, it connects neighbourhoods that were, are otherwise mm. either a bit disconnected or even antagonistic towards each other. Oh, okay, and, yeah. and creates a bit of um, overlap and synergy between mm. sort of viewpoints and stuff. Um, mm. But yeah, other than the detached work, um, Sidewalk has been delivering mentoring in schools. Um, that's been uh, happening for about 15 years. Um, but over the last year or so, um, we've seen that um, gradually grow. And then in the last few months, um, it, it's really expanded significantly um, as schools are up and running again and um, are just needing that extra um, uh, pastoral 
resourcing mm. really as mm. uh, mm. students are sort of coming back to school and um, needing to process um, everything that's that's been happening and um, yeah work out where everything's at really mm. um, so that's that's a kind of secondary school one-to-one um, -one mentoring scheme mm -hmm. um, but in addition to that we've, we've also been working uh, alongside the council to develop a transition scheme for year six students moving up into year seven mm. um, and this this was a scheme um, a couple of years ago that was sort of raised by a young person um, and we started doing some work on it but then it stopped with covid and everything um, yeah. and then the opportunity came up um, in the last few months to, to sort of roll it out basically mm. um, and that consists of again one-to-one uh, -one work with students um, that, that have been referred through county council uh, mm. in, in a range of schools mm. um, but then also an after-school group where those students from the different primaries get a chance to meet with each other and connect and um, hang out uh, and think about secondary school together mm. with with those other students that they're going to be uh, in secondary school with uh, in year seven and the idea of that will be next year those year sixes become the year yeah. sevens yeah. and they will then start to buddy up with a, a new cohort of year sixes and we'll we'll mm. sort of be developing a bit of a um a peer-to-peer -peer sort of vertical support sort of mm. structure that's that's community-based as mm. well as schools-based mm. um so yeah that's been that's been sort of developing um and we're also doing stuff around uh sort of a scarborough youth forum um so as well as doing the slightly more um uh sort of creative disruptive stuff with young people on the streets mm. we're also wanting to make sure there are channels for direct discussion with the council yeah. uh, around things that are raised you know in that sort of street-based context mm. um so so there's there's a kind of more structural approach to um young people engaging with with the community that way as well mm -hmm. um and that's sort of still kind of getting off the ground really um okay. and it is hard to create that transition um for for young people we're meeting on the streets to mm. sort of engage in a more formal context and mm. um and sort of take their ideas and thoughts uh forwards uh so that's something we're working on at the moment yeah i guess it's, that feels like it's a little bit of a of a um extension perhaps from where you where you have had been previously in kind of working with those young people um who are not engaging so much in in the more formal structure stuff and it i guess that that transition is always going to be quite tricky um and it's it's about you know enabling young people to see that their voice really does matter and it matters in a formal context as well as in an informal context um and it would be it would be really interesting to see how that kind of uh how that uh comes about I guess how that kind of um, develops for the young people who do get involved and, and whether they see um, things changing because because of their voice that would that would be quite a thing wouldn't it um, mm. I think yeah. I liked I liked what one of the things you said in your growth book about um, success being measured in um, kind of relationships and connections made rather than in outcomes for young people particularly and I guess that's that's a way of working in detached work where, you know, and, and, it, and it's very much intention often with how the council works and how the more formal setup is, you know, where we want to see young people engaged in this, that and the other and, you know, tick the boxes against their name that they've done all these different things or whatever. 
whereas um, detached work often is very much working relationally. You've you've got nothing if you've got if you've got no relationship with those young people. Um, and looking at that as an as a kind of success measure <laughs> itself, rather than the outcome um, of that young person being more engaged, whatever that actually means, anyway. So, mm. um, yeah, I thought that was really that was really interesting. Um, great. Okay. Um, so, can you tell us? Obviously, this mentoring thing, the tra transition mentoring with the year sixes and sevens, sounds like a great project that obviously you're just getting into this year after a bit of a false start last year. Um, and I was just saying um, earlier on in the week, um, in one of the things I've been involved in this week, that, you know, um, where we where we give to somebody in a mentoring kind of context, those people will usually go on to give again down further down the line. And that's how, you know, that's, you get the trickle down effect, don't you? And that sounds, uh, that's very much true, I think, of young people who've been through a kind of... Um, a peer, that's how peer-to-peer -peer mentoring sort of sustains itself isn't it because it's not just about those two people in the moment it's then about what trickles down further as a result of that which is it's really good mm. and I think is a real strength of that that way of working um can you tell us a bit more about what sort of the what what things that you have planned for that or what else you've got planned maybe for the next term or going forward a bit um We've already said, haven't we, while you're thinking, we've already kind of said that it's quite difficult to see into the future. <laughs> and I guess even the next four weeks is going to be quite critical for um, different places around the UK emerging from, from lockdown. So mm. I just wondered if you had any thought about kind of where you might find yourself going. Mm. Um, um, well, I, I suspect we will uh, work pretty hard to uh, maintain our core of detached youth work. Uh, okay. It seems to be the easiest um, form of youth work uh, and approach uh, to, to hold on to the kind of values that the, the charity has mm. um, in terms of it being a very sort of mutual um, process. Uh, this sort of that parity between um, a youth worker and a group of young people Mm. Yeah, in a much greater sense um, and that young people have a, a, a much more um, significant um, sense of autonomy uh, and negotiation in the process of whatever's created. Mm. I think moving forward we've started to um, also try to um, blend a little bit um, the, the worker young person dynamic so that young people are um, doing training and, and engaging with detached work um, alongside the team uh, when we're going out on detached more. Mm. Um, so again, it's it's sort of I suppose developing it towards that kind of associational model and, and young people sort of taking um, responsibility and shaping mm. the, the, the services that exist uh, in ways that make sense um, mm. uh, that are relevant. Uh, and to do that, I think. Um, Whilst that seems to be the aim of a lot of youth work um, across the board, um, I think to do it effectively and not tokenistically, I mm. think um, young people need to be afforded sort of genuine and real responsibility. Yeah, and, absolutely. Um, yeah, in that sense. So I think, uh, yeah, generally, I think we're, we sort of we don't want to stray too far from from our core um, 
approach and, and values. But, mm. but perhaps to sort of dig a bit further into that um, uh, and progress um, our approach to, to sort of, I suppose, um, live out those values with with, with greater integrity and mm. um, in a sort of just taking more risks in, in that sense and, and being willing to to walk with young people um, in, in the directions that they um, want to go and yeah. negotiate that with them. Yeah, yeah, that's great. It's good to hear. It's good to hear from people doing youth work in different ways and around the UK. It's been uh, one of the things I loved about writing the book that I've written is is that um, it gave me the perfect opportunity to randomly ring people up, <laughs> as I think was is what happened with you and I, <laughs> and kind of go tell me about the work that you're doing. And that's been a real privilege to to kind of hear from hear from different people. And it's 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 really interesting to hear about um, the work that Sidewalk are doing and, and kind of, and, and your keenness really to hold on to your values, even in the midst of quite significant kind of challenge perhaps to, to the way in which we have been working. Everybody's had to try and learn a different way of working. Um, and I think it's really important that, that we come back to the values and the basis for what we do and why we're doing it. Um, and we hear again, you know, connection is key relationships are the really important thing that and, and you know almost regardless of any programming that you might try and put in place you know the relationship is the thing that matters and that's really where you guys have started from isn't it as sidewalk you don't there isn't the same sort of sense of oh we must run a program for these young people <laughs> but actually you know you you guys kind of come at it from a much more equal footing from young person to youth worker and I think that's uh, something that's been really valuable to to hear about so um, mm. I hope that uh, I hope that we will hear some more about about that um, as we go through. Cool. So thanks, Steve, ever so much for being on the podcast recording awesome. today. It's been really great to talk to you. Um, and uh, yeah, I wish you all the best, I guess. <laughs> yeah, nice one, Jenny. You too. Thank you. Thanks. I really loved this conversation with Steve. I find him so inspiring and interesting, fascinating to listen to the work that they're doing um, in Scarborough. And I really um, enjoyed kind of hearing about how much they have valued finding their voice and place in the local youth work scene. I think that's a really interesting kind of point. And one of the things that I'm really keen to do with this podcast is to help amplify voices who I think we can all learn from, be inspired by, and also make connections with. Aiding connections between people and organisations has been a real passion of mine for a long time. I just love also how consistent Steve and Sidewalk are about putting young people first, about amplifying and projecting the voices of young people, both metaphorically and literally. It's really great to hear about young people being given the chance to engage with youth work provision when that's something they might never have gone near. And it's so good to hear that the Projection Project is helping to make connections between neighbourhoods who have never really had much to do with each other. Again, it's that theme of connection. It chimes well with the conversations I've been part of recently about young people and loneliness. When asked what's the opposite of loneliness, the answer that came out was connectedness, which is more than just being surrounded by people and also more than just having lots of friends or family. Connections with other people are essential to our well-being, and I think this conversation with Steve really illustrates that well. 
I'll just remind you that my book is available in Kindle and print format from my website and also that I offer mentoring to youth workers, whatever context you are in. If this is something you're interested in, get in touch. I'll put contact details in the show notes, but the main way to contact me is by email and this is a different one to the usual one. So this email is hello at jennyosborne.org. And finally, I use the anchor.fm app to record and publish the Jenny Talks podcast. It's so easy to do and I'd recommend it highly if you're interested in getting into podcasting. Thanks for listening. Until next time.